Welcome to Freedom Highway. It is Tuesday, March 22nd at 9 p.m. here in Kingston, New York. I'm Nick Pankin. Glad to be with you. For show number 209. Following up last week's four-year anniversary episode, we will hear songs that didn't fit into that hour. More songs from more artists who we have previously featured in depth here on Freedom Highway for their commitment to voicing radical political perspectives through music and their impactful contribution to this long-standing and ongoing practice. We ended last week's show with the title track from Phil Oakes's 1965 album, I Ain't Marching Anymore, which was released in the context of the horrendous U.S. war in Vietnam. Written from the perspective of sort of a uh, trans-historical soldier recounting all of the violence that they've been enlisted to perpetrate and finally refusing to continue singing call it peace or call it treason call it love or call it reason but I ain't marching anymore and as the tragedy of war is certainly as relevant as ever now nearly four weeks into Russia's horrifying invasion of Ukraine we will hear several songs tonight centered around this age-old issue but I want to take a step back to begin with an issue just as old and certainly intertwined with the issue of war here is a song about the working class who as Songwriter Ed Pickford says in this song, For centuries long past, for no more than your bread, have bled for your country and counted your dead. These are, after all, the same people who Oaks gives voice to in I Ain't Marching Anymore, those who are coerced into uh, situations of perpetual exploitation where their sacrifice given far outweighs uh, what they receive in return. Let's hear Scottish musician Dick Goggin, who we covered on an episode of Freedom Highway from May 19th in 2019. This is from his 1981 album, A Handful of Earth, and he is singing Ed Pickford's Workers' Song. Past, for no more than your bread 
have left for your country's encountered your dead in the factories and mills, in the shipyards and mines. We've often been told to keep up with the times, but our skills are not needed. They've streamlined the job. And we slide, rule and stop, watch our blind day of raw die. But when the sky darkens and the prospect is war, who's given a gun and then pushed to the fore and expected to die? For the land of our birth, though we've never owned one handful of earth. To stand. We're the first ones to die We're the first ones in line For that pie in the sky And we're always the last When the cream is shared out For the worker is working When the fat cat's about I and all of these things The worker has done From tilling the fields To carry in the gun been yoked to the plow since time first began I always expected to carry the can Once again in the smoke of the cannon and the gun Old von Hindenburg and his royal German army They are tramps in tatters and in rags Uncle Sammy is tied every nation in this world In his long old leather money bags Wilson caught a trip and a train into Paris meeting Lord George and Mr. Clemenceau. They said to Mr. Wilson, we've staked off our claims, there is nothing else for you. I plowed more lands, I built bigger factories, and I stopped Hindenburg in his tracks. You thank the Yanks by claiming all the lands, but you still owe your money to my bank. Keep sending your ships across these waters, we'll borrow all the money you can lend. We must buy new clothes, new plows and factories, and we need golden dollars for to spend. Every dollar in the world, well, it rolled and it rolled and it rolled into Uncle Sammy's door. A few got richer and richer and richer, but the poor folks kept a-getting poor. 
Well, the workers in the world did fight a revolution to chase out the gamblers from their land. Farmers and peasants and workers in the city fought together on their five-year plans. Soul and the spirit of the workers' revolution spread across every nation in this world. From Italy to China to Europe and to India and the blood of the workers it dispelled. This spirit split the wind to Boston, Massachusetts with the Coolidge on the governor's chair. Troopers and soldiers, the guards and the spies fought the workers that brought the spirit there. Psycho and Vanzetti had preached to the workers They was carried up to old Judge Thayer They was charged with killing the payroll guards And they died in the Charlestown chair Well, the world shook harder on the night they died Than was shaken by that great world war More millions did march for Psycho and Vanzetti Than did march for the great warlords Well, the peasants, the farmers, the towns and the cities and the hills and the valleys, they did reign. Hindenburg and Wilson and Harding, Hoover, Coolidge never heard this many voices sing. The zigzag lightning, the rumbles of the thunder and the singing of the clouds blowing by. The flood and the storm for Psycho and Vanzetti. Cause the rich man to pull his hair and cry. Woody Guthrie there, covering the complexity of world war, revolution, empire building, and political assassination with his trademark, playful, approachable simplicity. That's The Flood and the Storm from Ballads of Sacco and Vanzetti a project that was commissioned by Mo Ash, the founder of Folkways Records, in 1945 and uh, recorded uh, by Guthrie during the following two years, though he never completed the project and was supposedly unsatisfied with the result. But the album was eventually released by uh, Mo Ash in 1960. And um, this is the first song on the album, which is... uh, is a series of songs about uh, Nicola Sacco and Bartolomeo Vanzetti, two Italian immigrants who were executed in Massachusetts in, I want to say, 1927 uh, for their association with um, anarchist political activity. Um, w- what I appreciate about this song is how Guthrie um, gives this... Um, political this this uh, example of political execution assassination a context in world history uh, describing an international struggle coming out of world war one between some european nation states and the emerging u.s empire who has quote tied every nation in this world in his long old leather money bags as well as a restless working class the world over who taking inspiration from the young Russian Revolution, were organizing in an attempt to overthrow the established order. Uh, Though the song does end on a positive note, which may feel hard to relate to uh, these days, he does uh, do a wonderful job of describing that historical moment on both a global and personal scale. 
Um, and before that, we heard Dick Goggin singing uh, Ed Pickford's um, original composition called Worker's Song, and that's on his 1981 record, Handful of Earth. Let's move now to hear from a couple of artists who we've featured in depth on past episodes of this show. Uh, this uh, an example of uh, the um, employment of the uh, trans-historical motif, we can call it. Uh, I suspect this song being a source of some inspiration for uh, Phil Oaks's I Ain't Marching Anymore, um, which, uh, which we ended last episode with. Um, and uh, this song is, is built upon an older song called The Patriot Game, uh, composed by Dominic uh, Behan. Behan. Um, we're going to hear now um, in, from uh, a duet between Bob Dylan and Joan Baez. Uh, this is from the, uh, a 1964 concert at Philharmonic Hall. This appears on the 2004 record. The Bootleg Series Volume Six, and this is uh, this is the uh, the classic um, Bob Dylan song uh, about, I guess, the nationalistic um, storytelling that um, essentially always goes hand in hand with um, with the uh, the violence, the, the 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 plunder, the disregard for humanity in uh, in in military invasion. Um, throughout history and continuing as i said unfortunately today this is a song with god on our side Pride. 
Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war it's a war that until they're no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes miss a war that until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race and it's a war that until that day the dream of lasting peace world citizenship rule of international morality will remaining but a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained now everywhere is war war and on record Rasta Man Vibrations um, putting to music essentially a speech that was delivered to the United Nations General Assembly on uh, October 4th 1963 by Ethiopian Emperor Haile Selassie that's their song War uh, in the midst of um, of uh, fairly widespread 
African struggles against colonization. Um, and at that time, um, uh, Bob Marley um, making making a lot of a uh, lot of music um, in solidarity with the uh, with the decolonial um, struggles of uh, of of people in in uh, various uh, countries in Africa. Um, the cover of uh, of his record uh, several years later in 1979 called Survival depicts um, flags of uh, of many um, African nations um, and uh, features uh, songs such as Africa Unite uh, and more. And um, before that, we heard Neil Young uh, with uh, with his song, the title track from uh, from the record that he recorded over nine days in the spring of 2006 uh, the song and album called Living With War um, 2006 the midst of the uh, disastrous US invasion of Iraq uh, which began in 2003 uh, formally formally that that operation formally ended uh, I think in 2011 uh, was uh, started uh, by uh, amateur painter, uh, former President George W. Bush, uh, widely considered to be a war criminal. Uh, once again, we're uh, following up last week's uh, four-year anniversary show by listening to songs from artists who uh, we've covered here on Freedom Highway with uh, past hour-long episodes uh, devoted to their um, their, their, their commitment to um, uh, giving voice to radical political perspectives in their music. Um, so uh, we'll come right back with the second half of the show and a lot more great music after this brief break. <laughs> And you are listening to Freedom Highway. I'm Nick Pankin. I'm glad to be with you. And uh, for the second half of this show, um, we're going to continue listening to artists who we've covered uh, in depth over the past four years of this radio show. Um, I want to turn now to um, perhaps my favorite artist who I've uh, had the pleasure of um, of, of discovering, uh, not that I discovered them, but it was a discovery for me in doing this show, um, and uh, even got the pleasure of, um, of uh, talking to her and having her on the show a couple of times. Um, Barbara Dane, a wonderful, committed, uh, deeply committed singer, uh, now living out in the Bay Area in California, and I suppose she's uh, she's uh, nearing her uh, 84th birthday. Um, but back on May 13th in 2018, uh, I got to speak to her uh, for the occasion of her 80th birthday and got to interview her uh, about her, um, her lifetime of making um, political music, uh, not only making political music, but um, um, publishing and distributing political music with her um, with the record label she co-founded called Paradon Records which has just a, uh, a phenomenal catalog of music from uh, revolutionary movements around the world uh, they were distributing uh, putting out records uh, primarily in the in the 70s and into the 80s and their entire catalog is now um, uh, a part of the uh, larger catalog uh, it's under the 
the, the, the guidance, I guess, of uh, Smithsonian Folkways. And you can find all of the music on the, um, on the Folkways website now. Uh, and I want to listen to um, listen to a song, a recording of her with um, with uh, with uh, well members of the army. Uh, this also uh, was recorded in the midst of the Vietnam War, uh, and the name of this record is FTA. That's uh, well. I think what they used to say, uh, she told me when they did radio interviews, was uh, was it stood for free the army. But um, perhaps there were other uh, other uh, other words that you could substitute for that F letter. Um, but the subtitle of the record is Songs of the G.I. Resistance. So it's sung by Barbara Dane with active duty G.I.s. Uh, she traveled around, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, to a couple of different... Um, I guess coffee houses that they had at uh, at, um, at at army um, barracks or uh, bases, uh, and uh, and got to sing with uh, active duty um, uh, uh, members of the army, and um, and she didn't she didn't hold anything back at these uh, at these performances. Uh, they they. Advocated. Uh, there was a song, for instance, called "Insubordination." Uh, they sang uh, songs about uh, resistance, about encouraging people to join the GI movement, meaning uh, to resist uh, the war that they were um, uh, conscripted into uh, uh, perpetrating. And uh, this, I think, is just such a wonderful um, recording where she kind of. Um, in a way, also uh, uh, travels throughout different uh, examples of resistance uh, throughout time and uh, throughout uh, uh, geography around the world. This is uh, Barbara Dane uh, with a version of the, an old, uh, an old gospel song, an old spiritual, which was then adopted into the uh, civil rights movement. Um, you know, uh, in the in the decade or two prior to this recording. Uh, this record, like I said, came out in 1970, and here she is with active duty GIs singing We Shall Not Be Moved. Well, this is a song that's been jumping around the country since before the Civil War, a long time. It's been used in all kinds of struggles, big ones and little ones, and it's back on the scene again. And it goes like this. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved just like a tree planted by the water. We shall not be moved. Oh, you know the song, all right. Back in 1938 in a textile strike at a hosiery mill, they used to sing it like this in Tennessee. We're not afraid of gun thugs, we shall not be moved. We're not afraid of gun thugs, we shall not be moved just like a tree. Detroit, huh? Yeah. I used to sing outside the shop gates while the uh, auto workers were trying to fight for pay raises right after World War II. And we used to sing, the union is behind us, we shall not be moved. The union is behind us, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree is planted by the water, we shall 
times we sang. Henry Ford's a bastard, he should be removed. Henry Ford's a bastard, he should be removed. Just like the garbage planted in the alley. It was a black woman by the name of Rosa Parks who got tired of having to stand up in the crowded back of the bus all the time. One day she said, that's it, that's all. I've had it, I'm going to sit down. And with that began the famous Montgomery bus boycotts. And they said, we're walking for our freedom, we, we shall not be moved. We're walking for our freedom, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree and another wall. friend in Scotland. He says there's a lake there called the Holy Lock. And they sing, we don't want Polaris, we shall not be moved. We don't want Polaris, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree standing by the Holy Lock, we shall not be moved. I got a letter from a friend in Italy who went down to the station the day that our dearly beloved President Richard Milhouse Nixon was going to stop off in Italy to check things out. Well, he checked him out, and they checked him out. He didn't leave the airport. He just did a little speech and got back on the plane and split. Because the people over there were saying, Basi nucleari, rispondiamo no. Por gli americani, rispondiamo no. E si lo gianchi un fucile si dara. That means if the Yankees try to give us a gun, we say no. Cannons, we don't want to be that, even for the Americans. Carne dal canone, rispondiamo no. Por gli americani, rispondiamo no. I si lo gianchi un fucile girara, rispondiamo no. Well, out in the southwest of the United States these days, a lot of people who used to be ashamed of the fact that they grew up in homes where only Spanish was spoken, suddenly getting together, not only fighting to organize themselves and have a union and get some rights, but also fighting for the, uh, the use and the appreciation of the Spanish language and the Spanish culture. So they sing the song like this. They say, fuertes, fuertes, fuertes somos ya, strong, strong are we. The rest of it means the same thing. Fuertes, fuertes, fuertes somos ya, fuertes, fuertes, fuertes somos ya. Como un árbol viva cerco al río, fuertes somos ya. Sometimes they say, viva Pancho Villa, fuertes somos ya. Viva Pancho Villa, fuertes somos ya. Como un árbol viva cerco al río, fuertes somos ya. Viva Che Guevara, fuertes somos ya. You hear new verses everywhere. The kind of thing you hear is like, Free Huey Newton, we shall not be moved. Free Huey Newton, we shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the water, we shall not be moved. We are the conspiracy and we shall not be moved. We are the conspiracy. 
Dickens singing a song that she wrote for uh, Barbara Koppel's wonderful 1976 documentary, Harlan County, USA. That's her song, They'll Never Keep Us Down, that appears on her 1981 record called Hard Hitting Songs for Hard Hit People. That's Hazel Dickens, uh, a wonderful 
wonderful singer uh, and um, uh, you can listen to a full episode uh, devoted to her uh, in the uh, in the Freedom Highway archive at RadioKingston.org. And before that, we heard uh, Barbara Dane, We Shall Not Be Moved, singing with active duty GIs in, uh, in 1970, her record, FTA, Songs of the GI Resistance in the Midst of the Vietnam War. And, um, well, I, I suppose uh, one uh, wouldn't necessarily be wrong uh, to say at least uh, kind of uh, conceptually that the uh, that the uh, the longest uh, ongoing war uh, would be the uh, I guess uh, occupation of this uh, of this land that uh, that we're on here in uh, the so-called United States of America uh, the, uh, the the occupation um, uh, led by uh, uh, Europeans and, uh, and and descendants of Europeans uh, as I am uh, of uh, land that um, that uh, was uh, inhabited by uh, people um, indigenous to this uh, to this part of the globe and um, obviously that uh, occupation continues uh, there were different periods of time where it was uh, more uh, more bloody and more um, you know actively uh, violent in the conventional sense of the word. Uh, and, uh, we'll go now to, um, well, back, I guess, to the, uh, to the, um, to the eighties, um, although, uh, much of the, the, the music, uh, that, uh, that was made by this artist, uh, Floyd Red Crow Westerman, uh, is rooted in, uh, in his experience in the 1970s, uh, in his involvement in the American Indian movement. Um, which was, uh, you know, aiming to reclaim land and um, autonomy from uh, the uh, from the, the European settlers. Um, uh, Floyd, uh, Floyd Red Crow Westerman. Uh, he was uh, born in uh, in 1939 on the tra- on the Lake Traverse Reservation of the Dakota Sioux Nation. And uh, he was a uh, an activist, a, uh, a musician, as well as an actor. Uh, appeared in uh, later in his life in some fairly well known films. Uh, might have a familiar face or a familiar voice, although his music is a little bit more uh, rare to come by. Um, he actually has uh, some really fantastic recordings, and I encourage you to go back and listen to uh, the Freedom Highway episode from. August 15th, uh, I think it must have been last year, uh, 2021, that, uh, that we kind of dived more in depth into uh, Floyd Red Crow Westerman's uh, life and, and career as a musician. Um, but we're going to hear one song from him now that appears on his um, 1984 record, really wonderful record called The Land Is Your Mother. And this is uh, a great uh, kind of country song from uh, from Westerman. This is called "How Long Have You Been Blind."
under the rug You got trouble, you can't hide Trouble on a reservation Trouble in the ghetto too And the lies you told my children Are coming down on you How long have you been blind? Been coming long, long Recording from uh, Floyd Red Crow Westerman, uh, good uh, a good country song. It's nice and loose uh, in all the right ways, uh, but good and uh, and sturdy in all the important ways. Uh, singing, you've been taking for so long, you don't know how to give. That is, uh, how long have you been blind? From his 1984 record, "The Land Is Your Mother." Uh, well, we're just nearly at the end of the show here, and uh, to recap once again, we've been listening to songs from artists who, uh, over the past four years of doing this Freedom Highway show, we've uh, covered in depth with full hour-long episodes. So if you are um, curious uh, or unfamiliar with any of these uh, artists, you can go back into the Freedom Highway archive at RadioKingston.org to uh, listen to those um, full-length episodes about these artists who I'm definitely still learning about and, um, and excited by and definitely um, 
excited in the uh, you know in this in this unfolding year, this fifth year of doing Freedom Highway, to learn about even more um, courageous, important artists uh, making great, important music in this uh, in this uh, long-standing and ongoing practice of uh, giving voice to radical political perspectives um, through music. And uh, to close out the show, we're going to go somewhere that we uh, don't often go in this show, and uh, and that is. The 1990s. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, to a band I definitely listened to my fair share of as uh, you know when I was younger in the 90s, Chumbawamba. But we're not going to hear uh, their like smash mega hits. Uh, we're going to go to their 1995 live record called Show Business. This is the English band Chumbawamba singing uh, a song called uh, Nazi. <laughs> We thought that after the war the Nazis vanished without a trace But the Italians, the fascists, still dream of a master race The history books, they tell of their defeat in 45 But they all came out of the woodwork on the day the Nazi died They say the prisoner of Spandau was a symbol of defeat Whilst Hess remained in prison, then the fascists they were beat So the promise of an Aryan world would never materialize So why did they all come out of the woodwork on the day the Nazi died? The world is riddled with maggots, the maggots are getting fat They're making a tasty meal of all the bosses and bureaucrats They're taking over the boardrooms and they're fat and full of pride And they all came out of the woodwork on the day the Nazi died So if you meet with these historians, I'll tell you what to say Tell them that the Nazis never really went away They're out there burning houses down and peddling racist lies And we'll never 